Our relations are really excellent, ranging from trade and tourism, agriculture, collaboration on disarmament issues, which are very dear to South Africa's heart, and of course the fisheries, matters of climate change, and uh, on visits to New Zealand, I've had occasion to share collaboration on science and technology and the development of indigenous knowledge systems. We also uh, have very close perspectives on human rights issues and at the multilateral stage, our countries tend to work very well and are broadly agreed on most human rights uh, issues and perspectives. I also am really excited that our appeal to the Minister of Home Affairs has resulted in New Zealand citizens being able to enter South Africa visa-free for 90 days for purposes of tourism. I think this is a really important development and I hope it will further increase tourism uh, between our two countries. I um, really am grateful that you gave us support through uh, supporting our mission in Wellington and our delegation led by the Minister of Arts and Culture and Sport who attended the opening game of our national team. I saw the minister very excited at the first goal, but uh, he you know, couldn't get the girls to the second goal. Um, I'm aware that he couldn't meet Minister Robinson uh, as the, Robertson as they'd initially planned, but uh, they did have an opportunity to chat on the sidelines of, of the match. I'm uh, really thrilled, Minister, to, to welcome you here. And I know you've been uh, already in conversation with our Minister of Cooperative Governance and Traditional Affairs, Minister Ngadi Meng. And I hope that uh, you'll be able to <coughs> advise her on how we might better address matters of indigenous uh, uh, communities and uh, the rights and privileges they should enjoy in our societies. I know you'll be attending the semi-final match on Saturday, and I wish the Silver Ferns well in that match. Your Excellency, once more welcome to my country, and I hope you have a pleasant stay in my home. You actually allowed me to come home after four months. I haven't been <laughs> home for four months, and uh, I'm really thrilled that we were able to meet in Cape Town. Welcome. Thank you. And I'll hand over to you. Thank you. And let me extend the warmest of greetings from Aotearoa, New Zealand. I'm really pleased as well to be here in your country and can I thank you for the opening remarks in relation to the warmth of our bilateral relationship. Sports diplomacy always has a place uh, and what it provides is an opportunity for us to consider if we were merely people, merely people looking at each other in a way where we're looking for our points of commonality rather than our points of difference. Sports is the arena where we can contest, where we can then enjoy each other's company and then when we can have a, a conversation about other things that may be of interest to us. Can I also uh, congratulate your team on the spirit with which they play 
a national sport that New Zealanders love, equal to rugby, may I say. <laughs> Thank you for your uh, remarks in relation to the anti-apartheid uh, movement uh, that uh, was a very strong feature during the 80s in New Zealand. I was just a young uh, child at the time. Uh, but can I say, when Nelson Mandela visited in 1995, he came and visited my marae, and I got the chance to meet him in person. Mm. And that had a profound effect on me and my generation to really learn uh, from the uh, salient lesson of where we don't want to be, where we need to be. And I, he spoke with such vision and hope and clarity uh, that again, it inspired a generation of people like me in my country to say we will try and do more to ensure that our common sense of humanity and our commitment to serve will always build strong democratic opportunities for all our people, irrespective of race. We've got this chance to meet in your hometown and I'm pleased because after COVID it was really um, challenging. Mm. As borders opened we became, began to reacquaint ourselves with meeting face to face. But the significance of an in-person meeting between us two, I think, happens at a time when we're both dealing with some very complex challenges, some very bespoke to our own national interests, some more broadly uh, in terms of our regional uh, interests. And when I think about global uh, challenges, we find ourselves in fora where we are contemplating many similar issues but are having to propose what the way forward is based on our national interest and the values that we hold true. And that is what I've seen we have in common as we've engaged with one another. New Zealand's relationship with South Africa is warm and enduring. We have over 70,000 South Africans who now call Aotearoa home. And we're proud of that. They add texture and richness to the kind of country we are becoming. South Africans and New Zealanders have a shared respect for culture and land, and we come together despite the distances between us over our shared love for sport, for our people, for our land, for what we produce, but also for how we present ourselves in the global community. I do look forward to supporting the Silver Ferns. I'm not going to lie about that. <laughs> <laughs> I might be quite one-eyed about it, in fact. Uh, but can I say, the and I met uh, with a group of... Uh, New Zealanders who came specifically for netball this morning and they have appreciated the warmth and the hospitality that they have experienced throughout their whole visit to date. So I think that's a testament uh, to uh, your hosting of an international tournament of this significance mm -hmm. and how it does present such a warm and positive uh, uh, character uh, to those travelling. I visit here with essentially three key objectives, uh, some of which we um, have uh, already discussed. Firstly, can I say that Aotearoa New Zealand is committed to deepening our cooperation with South Africa on shared bilateral, regional and multilateral interests. We do have a long history of cooperating closely on significant issues, and as you've mentioned, including disarmament and nuclear non-proliferation and human rights. I also think that we have a shared commitment and in the area of science and innovation and research to the importance of Antarctica and that links us to the conversation that we have in relation to climate change. Our global effort to keep 
uh, warming at 1.5 degrees cannot be underestimated because the harmful impacts of sea level rise is felt in the Pacific. And I continue to challenge and support uh, the aspirations around climate change because we know just how deeply impacted our Pacific neighbours are. I'm also looking forward to discussing areas where we can deepen our collaboration. And climate change is significantly, as I've mentioned, one of them. Our economic relationship is so strong, uh, but more can be done, and I think we both agree, uh, in time we should try and find ways to do that. During my visit, I've met with New Zealand businesses, including Gallagher, Sequent and Airwork. South Africa is a G20 member, a diverse trading partner and a critical point of entry to the African continent for Aotearoa New Zealand. Secondly, I'm looking forward to exchanging views on how we see key geopolitical issues facing us, whether these are in Africa or further afield or in the Indo-Pacific. I acknowledge South Africa's regional and global leadership across many areas, including the upcoming BRICS Summit that South Africa is hosting this month. We operate in a world where strategic issues and differences are becoming sharper. In fact, they're occupying much of the conversation in international fora that you and I attend. We do have much to learn from one another if we focus on the issues that are at heart that actually create a better society, a better global community, and that is to maintain peace, stability and prosperity for everybody equally. When I think about Aotearoa New Zealand, our foreign policy is guided by Te Tiriti o Waitangi or the Treaty of Waitangi. It's our founding document for our country. Underpinning the treaty are principles of partnership and mutual respect, and again, we share this in common, I think, when we undertake our diplomatic roles. As close friends, we may have different perspectives shaped by our own history, but in the spirit of honesty, respect and frankness, and in our word, mana, recognising the inherent authority of another. We, I believe, can have conversations where we absolutely agree, but also identify the issues where we are challenged with each other's perspectives or those around us. This is what will shape New Zealand's uh, sense of who it is in the world, where it belongs and how it can contribute. When I think about uh, working constructively, uh, I hope that our membership of uh, Chogha might enable us to have and contribute to conversations that will aim to strengthen our democratic system, to deliver the benefits of citizenship, improving <coughs> the livelihoods and well-being of all, so that we don't see what we've seen around the world in many democracies, greater and growing inequality. Mm. And if we cannot have a democratic system that works for everybody equally, where citizenship means something, my fear is that a younger generation will ask themselves, what's the point? And we cannot let that happen. Finally, I'm personally committed to drawing connections between our Indigenous peoples and reinforce the value placed on Indigenous ways of being and doing mm. and thriving alongside that. I have been struck while I've been here by the connections between our two cultures. Now, I'm not an authority on language, so please forgive me if I get this wrong. But in Māori culture, we say kotahitanga, and I understand the word that is expressed here is ubuntu, ubuntu. 
hope I said that right. <laughs> Both encapsulate a sense of togetherness and collaboration, working together as one to deliver shared vision. But actually it's more than a word, it's an action, a lot of actions successively built upon one another on the basis of trust. So we look forward to continuing our work with South Africa on global issues in the spirit of Kubuntu and Kotahitanga, putting our people at the centre of what we do, uh, finding our shared and common objectives and being able and courageous enough to identify well these are the things I think we need to work more on. So I look forward to our discussions. Minister Pendle. Thank you. Thank you very much. Thank you.